So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Look, I made you some unsportsmanlike content. Unsportsmanlike content. content. Unsportsmanlike content. Content. Content that's unsportsmanlike. As we begin to wind down on this Thursday, it is time to tackle some other issues of the day. And why not start with the reason we're here in the first place? Because it's February 1st. It's baseball month. (laughs) The College World Series. First pitch times were announced yesterday. They will be at 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. for the scheduled doubleheaders with the best of three championship series at 6 p.m., 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday if necessary. Just the way the good Lord intended. Baseball! I think there was somebody on this grum who boldly predicted that these times would not be the times. But that person was wrong. And this person was right. God is shown down on us. It's a perfect way to start baseball month with this tremendous news. 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. It's a perfect times. You don't have to worry about the East Coasters falling asleep in the fifth inning. Nice. And the West Coasters, screw them because <laughs> their conferences don't exist anymore anyway. Damn. And it's not like they travel a lot of fans. So one in six. Ah, it's a beautiful thing. I would say this, John. Normally, I hate being incorrect. But on this one, I'm happy to have been wrong on this. One and six is the good Lord intended. These are the proper times. These are great. They're especially great for the pregame and in-between shows. And that's what we care about. Getting to go home at 540 if you're doing one of those pregame shows and not having to go home at 640. Lazy Thank millennials. You. Thank you Lazy to the to the College World Series. Uh, on delivering us. Also, again, I just love the double headers every day. Man, this schedule is so much better than the one we used to have a couple years ago. That schedule sucked. Speaking of baseball, this is the month of baseball, as John alluded to earlier. Spring training. The college season begins. Josh and Jack are practically saying winter is over. Give me a solid baseball take as we begin the month of baseball. Uh, solid baseball take. I think that the Yankees are going to have a rebound year. I think that they'll be good. I think, I'm sorry, John. I think that, uh, they'll be hitting home runs again. Um, I'm thinking that Nebraska will be like Nebraska basketball. And sometimes people will be excited about them and then they'll fall flat on their faces. And Odson and I will wonder if we're going to cancel them. And it will probably be way too cold at a April game. And we'll all be annoyed that it's not totally spring just yet. Solid baseball take. At some point this month, Cody Bellinger will sign a contract oh, with somebody. And then this stupid 
What's trending on X and Cody Bellinger's name showing up every morning on my timeline will no longer show up on my timeline. I am getting so annoyed by this. Hey, look, what's trending? Cody Bellinger. I click on it. Is he on oh, there every day? Every freaking every day. day. Every freaking day. And yet there's no new information. Well, eventually that's going to come to an end. But yes, the baseball season is here and... I, for one, is very happy as I look outside and see the green of the grass. Well, covered mostly by dirty snow on Mount Haffer, but the <laughs> green of the grass will soon be popping up between the snowflakes, and we will have baseball. Hmm. Sing along if you guys know it. Mike McDonald has a team, E-I-E-I-O. And on that team, he has Seahawks, E-I-E-I-O. What do we think of the new youngest head coach in the NFL leaving Baltimore for Seattle? I'm always fascinated when these things come together so quickly, and it makes you wonder how many of these folks were distracted during their preparation. I'm not saying that's why the Chiefs lost. Don't worry, Chiefs fans. I'm not disrespecting the Chiefs. But this is this is part of the process that I think doesn't get talked about enough. While teams are in the playoffs and have highly coveted assistant coaches, and, oh, sorry. <laughs> and they are and they are being courted by other teams. It, it, it It's a credit to those teams that overcome those types of distractions. You think about the last few years before uh, Eric Bieniemy left the Chiefs, how yeah. many times his name was coming up in conversations. And that honestly is one of the advantages the Chiefs have. They have a great coordinator. They have two really good coordinators, both of them former head coaches, but probably not going to be courted for head coaching jobs ever again spagnola uh, was a disaster with the rams and and um uh old boy with the bears oh my god it just uh adam 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 what was case yes he was he's not going to be courted for head coaching jobs so the chiefs are in really nice position because they, they know they're going to keep their guys but a lot of folks get distracted this time of year and uh i wonder how much mike mcdonald's attention was diverted this past week I think it's a looking into the future. I think it's a good hire uh, from the standpoint that like he has done a good job of defending the most prevalent offense in the NFL. And that's that, you know, Shanahan McVay type offense. Um, he's done a very good job against that. I, I'm always curious, John, and we'll talk about another defensive coordinator in just a moment. A couple things with these guys. One is just, you know, the evolution of the sport and how they do it, keeping up with it. Um, but also defensive first head coaches, you know, since they're not running the offense and the league is an offensive league, seemingly they will then lose their offensive coordinator. And how do you do with that? I mean, again, the Shan Shanahan was the OC in Atlanta for the guy that we're about to talk about. And when he left, some things changed and that offense took a big step back. So I think it's a good hire. Um, certainly not going to guarantee any sort of success, though, for him in his career there. Meanwhile... Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is heading for Washington to join the team with those really sick, very cool black uniforms that everybody should love and only mm. olds hate. Mm. Josh, you cool Nick. with losing your top defensive assistant to join the commies? Yeah, I, this isn't like going to upset me as much as it would have a couple of years ago. Speaking of that very prevalent Shanahan offense, he has struggled with that. I mean, really going back to his time as a head coach of the Falcons and, and it hasn't changed they became very boomer bust um, when they are getting lots of takeaways. The defense was, uh, you know, the best in the NFL or one of the best in the NFL. They were also a smaller defense. And so 
That's why you saw teams like the Bills run all over them. You saw the Dolphins be able to have success on the ground at them up. at times. And then, I mean, they completely crapped the bed versus the Packers uh, in the in the playoffs. So, um, you know, while I, I think that the, the defense, it wouldn't surprise me if they regress next year, I also don't think it's like the worst thing to have maybe a new voice in the room. The, I mean, this, this, this was the hire we thought it was going to end up with Seattle. Yes. But now it ends up in the same division. You also wonder who does Quinn take with him? Who does he hire? Does yes. he take some folks with him? And that usually happens. A team leaves or an assistant leaves one team and he takes usually a couple of assistants with him. The Rams suffer this fate just about every doggone year. So what other folks are going to join him? And then the fact now they're going to be division rivals. Also consider this. They got the number two overall pick. They have five top 100 picks. They have nine overall picks. And their salary cap space is $70 million, the most in the NFL. This is a great situation to walk into because you know you've got pretty much nowhere to go but up given the recent fortunes of this franchise. You now have at at least not incompetent ownership. The jury's still out on the new ownership, but at least it's not. Dan Snyder, and you've got all of this capital to work with. It's yeah. a great spot for Dan Quinn to be uh, to be uh, put into, and I look forward to seeing what he can do with it. Maybe Washington, who, by the way, also has a very lengthy streak of not appearing in NFC Championship games, might finally get that one to end too. Let's hope not. Speaking of Quinn, some might say Quinn adjacent, we got our first comments from Josh's favorite pl- problematic player, Marka, Micah Parsons, my guy. Nice job, Nick. Thank you. Nailed it. Marka, Marka Parsons. <laughs> After Dallas's early playoff Marka exit, Pearson. we were out schemed, Parsons said, and then went on to say they were packages for him to move to linebacker to help stop the Packers' run game, but they were never called. Is this Micah's going away present for Quinn? Yep. It's interesting too because oh sorry, John. I mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. This was uh, your your your. This first. is your. This is you. Okay. 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 Um, it's all you. Because he said, like, a few weeks ago, like, if he, if Quinn leaves, I'm going with him. And, and then he said, like, ha, ha, ha. Um, he's been a big he's been a big Dan Quinn fan, just kind of crapping on him here. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they certainly were out schemed. That was a bad game, John. I haven't forgotten about it. It might be last month, but I'm still ticked off about it a month later. Almost a month later. Oh, uh, poor Mark Pearson. Uh, just, <laughs> just a terrible, terrible thing. But I, new it, bit, it makes new you, bit, new bit. Makes you wonder if, because he didn't speak after the game. Makes you wonder what he would have said after the game. It's probably a good thing he kept his mouth shut for this long. Something problematic. Mm. Adam Shefty Chef has speculated it. Sean McDonough. McDonough? McDonough. 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 Two. Could Andy Reid retire after the Super Bowl? What about the idea that Bill Belichick would be the one to replace him? That's the craziest one. The idea that Shefty even suggested that Bill, oh, Bill Belichick's out there. Why the hell would you replace a guy who's retiring with a... I, I, okay, that's ageism, not happening. Ageism, John. Ageism. That's not yeah. happening. I can guarantee you that is not happening. But the possibility of Andy Reid retiring certainly is there. I mean, Don't it's happened before. Him. It's happened before uh, with coaches leaving after the uh, after they won the Super Bowl. Dick Vermeil did it with the Rams and then found out he still had some gas in the tank and ironically enough came back to the Chiefs. But there's been enough rumblings out there where it will definitely be worth watching in the hours and days after the Super Bowl. It also depends on, you know, what the Chiefs have in store. I'd be curious to know, as closely as Andy Reid in the front office have been 
able to work in, in relative harmony all these years. If, if this is something that's been communicated and that there is a plan in place for when Reed does retire, if it were to be this year or any other year, but it would, would it not involve Eric B enemy. Would it involve Eric B enemy? Would it shock me? Absolutely not. Now, is this all literally just speculation based on circumstantial evidence? Yes. Yeah, it certainly is that, you know, I think back to the end of the regular season and what was one of the stories that suddenly popped up with a lot of the media members, whether it was Schefter, whether it was Florio, etc. That was the idea that McCarthy was going to get fired and Belichick was going to get brought in. Now, that never happened. We don't know the exact reasons why. Was it because, you know, Jerry Jones found out that he wouldn't join Dallas or was it because of Dallas's own decision making? And so all of that wind up to say, just because the insiders keep pointing to something doesn't mean that it is ultimately going to happen. There's been so much smoke around Andy Reid retiring. I don't know, John, what to make of it. I don't know if this is something that is actually going to happen or if it's just, you know, they've been enough whispers or maybe it's just the same person telling everybody the same thing. I, I don't know. I would ultimately guess that he doesn't retire. Uh, I would also think that hiring Belichick to come into this franchise would be really stupid too. I wouldn't do that. With 35 points last night, your GOAT, Caitlin Clark, moved to second all-time on the charts and now sits 103 points away for the most points ever. She's also 243 points away from Pistol Pete's record. Will she break that one too? Well, they are uh, coming near the end of the regular season. They still have eight games left, but then you have the conference tournament, then you have however many NCAA tournament games. I mean, John, you just do 243 divided by the eight regular season games and That's essentially what she's been averaging in the last five. That's 30 points a game. Uh, She will break it, obviously, and and then she will go, you know, pretty far past it as well. Uh, Insane stuff right now, what what she is able to do. The question is, will she set the all-time flops record as well? Wow. Um, You talking about for storming the court or not storming the court flop record? Uh, uh, All. All flops. All of them? All all flops matter. She's coming for LeBron James' flop record? I believe so. I believe she's about a dozen away. Uh, She may do that uh, just in the Nebraska game alone uh, a week from Sunday. On Super Bowl Sunday. On Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. You know, you you, want to save your best, you know, for the biggest moments. But sure. Yeah, in all seriousness, uh, she's barring disaster. uh, She's going to set both of these records and she'll continue to move away from the rest of the pack. Mm. Interesting. She gets blindsided by a rabid fan, and you're still blaming the victim, John. She wasn't blindsided. She could see the fan. Mm. She could see it. Cal... Either that or maybe she's blind in one eye. I don't mm. know. Mm. Cal Ripken Jr. and Grant Hill are part of the investor group that has agreed to buy the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles, and so are former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg and former Baltimore Mayor Kurt Schmokey. Sh- Smoke, sure. smoke, smoky. Oh, the, this is a good week for weird names of people in power or formerly in power. Uh, are the O's going to win a World Series now? I don't know if the O's are going to win a World Series. Baseball been, month, John. Yep, it's baseball month, and the folks in Baltimore are celebrating early because the Angelos family are finally out of there. Broad pending approval of Major League owners, which I think they'll get, but it's always good to have a couple of uh, former jocks, including the Baltimore Orioles all-time goat Cal Ripken as part of the uh, the whole thing. I think it should be very exciting times for O's fans 
in Baltimore. I didn't realize, by the way, and we I saw it in the AFC Championship that the tradition in Baltimore is during the national anthem when they get to the oh say part, everyone yells oh. oh. I did not know they did that. That's fun. And that's and that's an Orioles thing. Mm-hmm. Because baseball rules the world. Does it rule the world? John, the Super Bowl is in February. Are you sure? The Baltimore fans are chanting something that's only done at Orioles games. Baseball! Is that what they're chanting? Uh, Sure. I wouldn't mind if Baltimore won a World Series. I think that'd be fun. I like their stadium. It'd be cool to watch them go, uh, go on a nice playoff run where we get to see that big building out in right field. You know about that building, John. Yeah, it's a big warehouse, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it looks cool. It looks old school. Remember when that stadium was built and everyone's like, ah, oh, old school. We like old school. We think old old looking parks are cool. Old is the new new. Mm. There you go. That's well, cool. now the park that has, was built to look old is now old. It's actually I mean, old. Yeah, they need to redesign a new old. park. Yeah, they like, need to make a new one again. All right, coming up. What are Nick's favorite restaurants? We have the answer. Oh. What's for dinner is next on 1620 The Zone. When you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Crust is good on your pizza, not your ass. I will eat your ass first. He's tough as a Woolworth steak. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. I'm ready to hang them up, gut them, and skin them, and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Cliff, what's your, what are you going to take away as your best memory from playing basketball at Boston College? Probably just, like, going out to eat. Well, once again, we reach that part of the show where the popular answer is, I don't know. I don't know. know. Which, which, so <laughs> now, now this segment has devolved into what better the day became, and that is, I don't know. Nice. Just yeah. picking random games. By the way, John. I, I don't know what's for dinner. Last night, uh, for the second time now in as many trips for me to the arena, I guess we would have Godfathers. And again, I was wrong. Last time we had sandwiches. Last night we had manja. So oh. We had pasta from manja. So I had That's a little. Good. Uh, yeah, so I had a little pasta, a little uh, garlic bread, did that. Uh, we are going out tonight to celebrate something that I'm not allowed to talk about on the radio. And it's not what everybody, I, I just realized as I said that, that everyone was like, oh, do you have news? No, we don't have news. I was trying to make a joke about a radio thing, and this is devolving very quickly. We're going out to dinner. I'm nice. Excited. Actually, last night, we did have one of my favorite salads. It was a salad that we discovered at uh, one of the local restaurants. It's, we talked uh, about salads in Dumb Debate. Yes, we did. It was It's a steak salad. Uh, it's nice. like, a, like a skirt steak sliced uh, with... Uh, it actually has it actually has uh, small diced potatoes in it. Oh. And blue cheese. How do I feel about this? It's very good. Oh, That's it's cool. very good. You, you just, you know, you think of the potatoes almost like croutons, except they're not as crunchy. It's very good. It's a great salad. Lovely salad. Uh, Lovely Nick, salad. what are you having? Rice? Yeah, no, it's a rice night for me for sure. <laughs> well, uh, uh, according to the takeout, we now have the identification of Nick's favorite restaurants. Oh, do oh. we? These these are the most popular restaurants according to Gen Z. Uh, I don't know if I want to know about this list. Um, now, some of these we don't have in this area. Uh, seasons... Seasons 52, I've never heard of that. Chewy's like Tex-Mex, never heard of that. But, but First Watch, there's a First Watch in Omaha, right? Yeah. Nick, your generation likes First Watch? I guess. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's number two guess, on, the, on the list okay. of full-service chains. Number four on the list, eh, 
Cracker Barrel. I like Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel kicks ass. Also, also, one of Sip's favorites, Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen, is number seven on the Dude, list, followed by Chili's. I've never I, been to I, Chili's. I went to, yeah, no thanks. I went to a Cheddar's like a decade ago. Their chicken tenders were tasty, man. They were cooked very, very well. I, I went uh, years ago with my mom and my uh, stepdad, and yeah. they got my mom's steak just wrong. Like, completely different cut. Oh, the it was weird. And, and Gen Z's favorite quick service restaurants, according to the takeout. Now, again, we don't have most of these, but uh, we don't have a Smoothie King, do we? I don't know. Smoothie King? It sounds uh, like something we, we might have. We have Cold Stone Creamery. The Cold Stone's Cold pretty Stone. solid. John, we do have Smoothie Kings. Smoothie King, okay. Uh, yeah, Jamba. We have Smoothie Kings. Jamba, another smoothie place, and Jason's Deli. Jason's Deli is pretty good. Is Taco Bell not on there? Those, right, Nick? Yeah, we do. So there you go. There's Gen Z's. No Taco Bell. No Taco Bell. What the hell? Everyone yeah, my age a, loves Taco Bell. You're a bad ta- Well, no, uh, these are just a full service and uh, quick service, not fast food. Mm. Oh, okay. Quick and fast are basically the same thing. Well, it's a... You know, I, I, Essentially, I, don't know. We're di- I mean, the difference is drive through versus no drive through right? Is that kind right. of what we're really... Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, places yeah. that don't have a drive through There you go. Kind of what's well, going then on. that can get muddy, though, because some places with drive throughs like Lighthouse, you still, you're still you chilling for a little bit, but they make that pizza That's there. That's weird. I cannot imagine going to Lighthouse and going through the drive through Oh, yeah, I've done it many sense. times. You know, but I feel of the same way about have. Subway. I, you know, now I haven't had Subway in years, but there's there's some Subways that have drive throughs and I always found that very odd. Because I want to go there and be like, I want extra pickles. And then like, is this enough? It's like, hell no, I want more pickles. So I, I like to be able to see them make my sandwich in a place like that. Mm. So, But I guess at Jimmy John's, you do a drive-thru and you're not like, could I have more of those, please? So That's I true. I think we're just yeah. trained differently with Subway compared to Jimmy John's. We are. I think we are because we got so used to watching them make it and they ask us, do you want more of this? Do you want less of this? So, yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Coming up tomorrow, it's a one beer Friday brought to you by the Nebraska Craft Brewers Guild. Also, uh, also? it's Creighton game day. We'll recap Nebraska's game day tonight and we'll preview oh Creighton's tomorrow as they are back in action after almost a full week off against the Butler Bulldogs. By the way, give me Wisconsin tonight. So congrats to Nebraska on their dub. Nice. Yeah, I think Wisconsin will win, though. Pretty short line, only a point and a half. But they're at hey, home, got, Josh. Bouncing all around, John. I was getting closer to pick them earlier. Yeah, it is. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great one. Bye. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 